listening to the Afterguide podcast. My name is Victoria. I'm Robert Kane, and we're your fellow aftergrads trying to find clarity and security in the postgrad moment. On this show, we discuss the societal pressures that stand to mold us into inauthentic versions of ourselves as we try to make our dreams a reality. We welcome you on this journey as we try to navigate the pandemic, bills, careers, and who knows what else. But today, we're talking about the rising prices and being able to afford them after graduating with these entry-level positions. Right. I'm convinced the economy wants us to stay pissed or... <laughs> And it's tough. It's really difficult yeah. because we just got out of undergrad and the price is inflation. It is rising. You go to the store and your entire paycheck is missing. No, no, really. Let's talk about it. These stores. I, I'm, I'm actually pressed. <laughs> Before, you know, when I would go out shopping with mom and all that stuff, Easy you know, work. can I get this? Light work. Can I get that? Light work. <laughs> you prices. come with your little list. Right, right. Like, yeah, can thank I add you, this thank in you, there? Thank you. And you know, you, I don't you know, don't know really if you were like attention. sneaky to your mom yeah, when you shopping. Yeah, I'm like, you she don't know. It's just like no five extra know. dollars, mm-hmm. right? But now that I have, not that now that I have my own money, but just now that I'm out and about buying my own things, I'm paying, I'm paying very close attention to the prices. Very watchful eye. Literally. Nothing gets past me. When we first got here, a bag of avocados from Costco was $6. What I also find disrespectful is that how we purchased the Costco membership to save money, but now they're jacking up their prices. No, they're jacking up. I'm still, I'm, I'm still pretty appreciative of the bulk features. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let me not disrespect (laughs) entirely. They do not disappoint because if I go anywhere else, it's, it's a different story. But I will say that I really saw it before I was just taking note of little things increasing here and there. Or it was it wouldn't even be like prices increasing. It would be the same price, but my proportions were smaller. Oh my goodness! You know what? I just went to the Giants down the street the other day, and I told you, <laughs> are they just giving us air in these bags? <laughs> I literally, and I was in the store I was like, because is, I was. Is it our imagination? No, or? it's it's simply not no, because I'm going and I'm sifting through the bags of chips, and I'm just like, this is just air. <laughs> There's no chips, and then you open. And it's crumbs. Yeah. It's literally crumbs in these bags. Yeah. And the prices are going up. The quantity is going lower. Yep. And you the keep quality telling yourself like, nah, it's just me. I'm tripping. And the, your I'm strawberries tripping. too. Yeah. What's with the strawberries, no, really? honey? So like, I got my strawberries and you know, the molded. price went up. And they were $8 for a big bulk thing of strawberries right? or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, that's a little expensive, but it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I get home. Tell me why they're molding already. Uh-uh. Not you skimping on me and increasing the price it's if you do both oh you are you're just wrong you're wrong you're wrong but the biggest thing i'm an avocados fan Uh, same when we got here i swear it was six dollars no i know it was six dollars now nine dollars i haven't even seen that for myself too i'm just taking nine dollars for like five for like five of them yeah so something's happening things are shifting Mm -hmm. and we are seeing it and for those of you who are listening you're not delusional right (laughs) at all at all when you when you're like i swear the sandwich was bigger right (laughs) (laughs) they had more meat last time right no where'd it go right right (laughs) and then also like we went to the movies about two months ago Mm -hmm. and prices to get a ticket it was like twenty dollars yeah twenty dollars for a ticket I think there's a lot of different things happening here, right. specifically like with movie or luxury goods, mm-hmm. things that are, you know, that we can use in our disposable income. They're really in- increasing, right. like travel, transportation, and so forth. Different industries, Simply, right? yeah. One reason is because we're coming out of the pandemic, of, mm, course, of course. And so now people are trying to come back. Right. They're trying to make a comeback. They, they lost money? a lot of money right. in the last two and a half years. Can you imagine not making money? Especially, you know, I understand if you might 
be someone that was working yeah. at a secure job, right? But the people that didn't have any type of income, they had to just survive on their savings account because I'm actually thinking of my mentor too who is mm. constantly sharing that information with me how she's right now hustling to just get work because she wasn't able to have any income Man. for these past two years. Right. That's so tough. Right. So think about that in the business perspective. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, we're going to hustle these people. Yeah. We got to hustle these people who already went through a hustle themselves to, to get through the pandemic. Right. But it's really affecting those who are coming out of college mm -hmm. like or just coming out of high school right. and living out on their own in general. Just it's, trying to get their foot in the door. It's hitting just, just, us. Just I think knocking. Where the, yeah. Just literally just like anyone, in, anyone begging, in the 20s. Begging for a visual. Yeah. Like, but no, left with crickets. We're silence. left with it. And then, yeah, we're given the credit cards immediately. Mm -hmm. They're issued out without <laughs> any real understanding of how you can use, utilize debt to your advantage. Uh. Talk about that's a, it. That's another day, another story. Americans right now, we're using credit cards more than we ever have in the past. And that makes total sense because the income and the savings we have, it's been depleted. I mean, it's just from adding. It's adding. And but what's the, more disrespectful is how sometimes we're not even able to earn a credit card because you want to block us yeah. from entry yeah. into the credit card yep. industry. So we can't even have the privilege of going into more debt to survive. Hello. Confused. Hello. Is and then let's not forget about the buckets of money that was dumped into the economy mm -hmm. when the pandemic started right. right to you know compensate for everyone who mm -hmm. was struggling during the times right that really made our money inflate mm -hmm. and so we're here but i did appreciate the little steamy checks of course <laughs> I won't don't lie. get me wrong but at the them. end of the day it's about to affect us all absolutely yeah so we were like hold on <laughs> no something's actually up mm -hmm. something is actually up these prices keep Ticking, ticking, right. ticking, Because the inflation ticking. rate, it's a, I think it, I was just reading an article about right now how it's at a 41-year high. It's the 8.5% right you are now. Correct. And it's the highest that it's been right. in such a long time. So we searched the numbers. And that's so tough for these yeah. aftergrads trying to get mm -hmm. into the industry just to, to pay rent. Housing markets crumbling. Grocery market prices are just skyrocketing. Yeah. You can't get a break. No, no. So... We want to let you know yes. what's happening. Please. Let's get into it. You're the economics it. major too. So come on, get into it. Okay. Give us the review. So, you what, know, I, I got the list out for y'all yes. because I want to be very specific. Very specific. Yeah. I don't want to miss out. Because certain industries are going up more. Oh, gas. We didn't even talk about gas. Oh, I'm just so grateful that I don't have a car right now. I'm just very, so, very blessed. so privileged, yeah. quite honestly. Because when I'm on my IG story and I see the people. $7 in Cali. $7. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, my heart. <laughs> my spirit. My heart it's goes so out. Oh, it really does. It really does. They're increasing too. Everything's Ooh, increasing. Everything. But there's a reason. And it's not only the pandemic that we're working with, but mm -hmm. let's let's dive in. Yeah. Let's dive in. So basically, we pulled up the CPI numbers. CPI stands for Consumer Product Index. And I looked at the CPI of percent of change over time from September 2021 to March currently mm. 2022. And there's a huge increase. And it does I not even it. involve... <laughs> the COVID pandemic, mm. right? So for those of you who are about to graduate and you're like, oh, I'm not really graduating into anything because COVID is starting to die down a bit. You're, no, 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 no. You're graduating no. into something. You're, you're graduating <laughs> into something. Into something, let me Right, it's something. We need to put a title on this. Yes, <laughs> whatever this is. Because I don't are, know what it is. This is Recession. Recession. Records. This is, what, what, what's going on? Inflation. Uh, hyperinflation. Hyper, hyper. It is hyperinflation, but what's the like period? Hyper, hyper. Yeah, like, I don't know. whatever they're going to title this something, for Something, but yeah. you Economic breakdown. <laughs> Because yeah. everything's crumbling, it's honey. Crumbling. Trust. Right. So, for instance, let's start off with food. I saw avocados skyrocket Oof. when we first got here. Literally, November, November, September. Mm -hmm. 
six dollars for a bag of avocados from right. Costco, and you know they do bulk. They, they do, do bulk. Right, they do right. Do so right. it's they're only more expensive. And, yeah, they're big and quality. We love that. We love that. But now I saw nine dollars. Nine dollars. That's absolutely unacceptable. That's huge. Three dollars. So, right. Five avocados. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Not, you're increasing the price, but you don't want to increase the quantity. Uh-huh. <laughs> disrespectful disrespectful entirely. so yeah not lying there food in general has gone up by 8.5 percent but to get more specific than that groceries have gone up by 8.8 percent mm. in cpi okay now i have some really bad news for those of you who love to eat out ah, it has gone up <laughs> by 10 percent i believe it 10%. Yeah, yeah. So, I felt it in the service fee and the delivery <laughs> fee. Yeah, I felt it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, it just kept going mm-hmm. up. It was like the service fee is like $5 now yeah. minimum. Oh, and then sure. they put the 18% tip. Yeah. And a DoorDash, I treated myself the other day $30 mm-hmm. to get it to my doorstep. I remember with DoorDash, it was not that much at all. I know. $30 right. for one meal, fam? I know. It's so tough. One but meal? also, who are we? They want to collect their coin, too. So, let, you know, they, they respect. Try to, they try to respect. recover. They got the but monopoly I'm just saying, for y'all, if y'all have a really bad eating out yeah habit try and cut it just let me let me let you know it's yeah. a 10 percent increase right now right eight percent for at home they got the delivery fee they got the service no, fee. they got no, the tip they, they try to slide in there very covert yeah, right, very covert right. very low-key like yeah, they try yeah. to slide it but in. it's there it's there boo <laughs> just to robbery. think about that yeah. for one person right 35 dollars is not worth it it's not worth now it. you told me that there's now a subscription for a DoorDash where you can go happen with a friend or something. Well, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, we were, we're talking about trying to save money. That. Get in any way you can. They have yeah. the DoorDash pass and I'm sure Uber Eats and all the other food delivery services have something similar. But yeah, if you want to go in with your friend, similar to how you might do with Netflix or Hulu, right. whatever, get one person pays, then just send them a Venmo right. and you got the DoorDash pass so that you don't have to pay for the delivery fee. Because it's the delivery fee. But then fee. it's the service fee you still got to pay for. It's the service fee. Honestly, yeah. can I be honest? Yes. In this post-grad moment right now, just... Try to try to cut down on your eating Honestly. out. Like that's me. I, yeah. I love cooking anyway, so it's mm-hmm. a great thing. To I'm love. becoming a lover of cooking. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I gotta make it it's work. It's growing on me a little bit, quite honestly. No, I'm yeah. kind of becoming more particular about my food. I'm getting in, not getting I into baking or anything like that, but <laughs> baking to the degree of I'll purchase from the frozen section like some cookies and I'll just put them in the little toaster oven and then they're boom, they're ready. They're but ready. <laughs> that's the issue. But you know, I'm. Not eating out as much, exactly. so I consider anything in the kitchen where I'm working cooking. Exactly. So, yes, <laughs> either turn it to Kane, like make that transition. Come right. on, baby steps. Hello Get on Fresh YouTube. Hello too. Fresh. Not Pinterest, by the way, but right. Hello Fresh. Soon to be. Hopefully, right. Hello Fresh. If you're trying to, you know, get a dabble into cooking a little bit and you don't know how to incorporate ingredients into a final yeah. meal. HelloFresh really saved my right. life. Honestly, they did. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be the man sitting before you Hello. if not for HelloFresh. Right. So and me, you. I'm just very impatient when it comes to like watching things and reading off stuff. So I like the little quick videos mm-hmm. on TikTok and Pinterest. Pinterest is where it's at if you're trying yeah. to look for good, quick meals to make. Anyway, moving forward, we're also not delusional in terms of oil. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all knew this. Yeah. Gas prices are going up. They're going up. They're going up. Very much so. Yeah. They want us to stay poor is the conclusion. That, that's very fair. Yeah. And I, I feel it. I mean, well, I actually don't feel it because I don't have a car. So that, <laughs> I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for that. We were talking about that earlier. And that's honestly one of the reasons that I left Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. thank goodness, because I would be trapped. $7 right now, <laughs> right? $7 in certain locations. $6 is probably the average. I know it's definitely above 5 in the majority of LA Jeez. County. That's... That's hefty. That's a lot. That's hefty work. That's a lot. But I'm the... seeing people on my IG story too. They're posting their stories when they're in the middle of getting their 
car pump with the gas and it's going up to one hundred and ten dollars. One hundred ten, and I'm sure you're filling up that tank every two every weeks, every two maybe weeks. if you have a maybe you even know more. a good car. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to come up that's with. That's a lot, and the prices are only unfortunately they're still going up. Yikes. They're still going up because we're suffering right now mm. with. The whole Ukraine situation, yeah. a lot of our supply of oil, wheat, and energy, or energy is underneath oil, or mm-hmm. oil is underneath energy, is from Ukraine. And so that's why we're seeing an extreme spike mm-hmm. right now, not only during the pandemic, but another hit right now because of that. Yeah. So 32% overall in energy has increased in CPI, mm-hmm. but to be even more specific, in regards to just general oil yeah. overall, yeah. it has raised 48%. And CPI. Yeah. Here's right. the new number though. Mm-hmm. For specifically transportation oil, 70%. Yeah. 70%. And when we say transportation, I'm assuming we're meaning the planes, we're planes. meaning the cars. Cars. All of that. So if you're trying to be outside yeah. this summer, yeah. good luck. Yeah. I guess I, I don't get even know if I would tell I don't even know if I would tell you to get the t- tickets now mm. because they're so high right now. Okay. I'm trying to go to Cali during the summer. Yeah. And five hundred dollars average across mm. board. Oh I have an my. app um, that really helps. It you know notifies me mm-hmm. when prices are dropping. But overall, prices have increased. Last mm. year, before September, prices were really really low. Mm. Coming out of the pandemic, now they're the skyrocketing yeah. because yeah. gas prices are so high, mm-hmm. so so high. Shout out to my university for actually purchasing my flight, my round trip flight from Little Rock, Arkansas to. Los Angeles, California, up and coming to go back to 2020, 2021 commencement. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Oh, yes. Yeah, because that would have been coming out of your pocket. It would have been 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 steep. Any chance I can get to take my university's money, I I do it. (laughs) That it would be very off-brand for me not to. (laughs) Period. Period. So take advantage or figure out, split a car with somebody. I don't know, know, but I'm using Metro right now. That's my current solution. I'm not paying for it either. Right. And I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not paying for it either no because that's a whole story in and of itself i don't want to harp into it too deep but again it just goes to being disrespected when you really do want to have someone take my money yeah. and they refuse to take our money yeah. we just wanted a refund on a service that was misproposed to us quite honestly yeah. we purchased something that was told to us by false the service lady I... it was literally false advertisement yeah. and we purchased it on their word it was the wrong purchase that we wanted to make and all we wanted was a refund so that we could then give them back our money to have the appropriate Metro Pass. They said no. Well, then, okay, perfect. Fine. Then I'm not going to purchase your Metro cards. I'm a hop, skip, skip, and a jump to wherever I need to jump. go. Yeah. And that's on period. Yeah. I just... Mutual respect. Mutual. Exactly. That's it. You do me, I, I do you. I do you. Like, I just wanted to give you my money. <laughs> right. That's it. We both just wanted the same thing. And then, I mean, coming out of college, a lot of people are wanting to get their own cars. My mm. sister's currently in the process of purchasing a car right now. So I looked at the CPIs of that and she was telling me, I was, yeah, super happy for Mm -hmm. her. I was like, so you're looking at used cars, right? Yeah. She said, actually, no, Mm. I'm getting a brand new car. I said, girl, brand new car. What? Why? Okay. Interesting. She said they are about the exact same price right now because there's a huge spike Mm. or lack of supply of parts for cars. So the used cars are increasing in demand, Mm. right? Because there's not a lot of new cars on the market. Yeah. And with that increase in demand, increase in price. Mm-hmm. So used cars are about relatively close mm-hmm. to a new car price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> used cars have gone up by 35.5% in mm-hmm. CPI. Whereas new cars have only gone up by 12%. Hello. Now, you still might find a used car that's uh, maybe $5,000 less than a new car. That's mm-hmm. still not 
great enough. I would still consider yeah. buying a new car. She was explaining, and it makes complete sense. I was so proud of my sister. Mm-hmm. She is not an economics major, but I, I was like, either. you are speaking like whoo, an economist, You're sister, and I love out, this for you. You know your like, stuff. Whoa. She knows her stuff. Okay. Yeah, she said, listen, but I'm, listening. I'm, I'm not keeping this car mm-hmm. for the long run because yeah. I deserve foreign. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Ford rides Period. in the near future. Uh-huh. And so eventually I'm going to want to trade this car in, mm. right? And the value of it in the right. long haul would be way game. more than having a used car and selling it off in the long run. So mm. she just wants that turnover to be greater for her. Yeah. So therefore she's finding it more a smarter move to buy sure. the new car. Mm. So yeah, take that in consideration. That huge gap, 35% increase versus a 12% increase, of course the used car cost is going to catch up to that new car cost. Mm. Period. Wow. So with that being said, those were just main sectors that we should know right. about and we should be aware about because this time and this moment right now is demanding so much money from us. And it's only right that the source of our income mm-hmm. increases as well. The J-O-B. Go up. So yeah, things Noted. to consider. Okay. Woo, everything's right. shooting up. Things are going to come down mm-hmm. eventually, but... How can we afford this? How can we afford this? How can this? we afford this? Right. As right? people that are trying to enter these industries, right, we're aftergrads, well, in light of the economy right. being inflated, hyper-inflated inflated. again. Inflation Ultimate. is at an all-time high yeah. within the past 41 years, right? For us, the way that we see it, it's an opportunity when you're in the negotiating seat or when you're entering a new position <laughs> or you're already in a position, honey. It comes to down to the J-O-B. Money. The J-O-B, right? Because that's how you pay your bills, yes. Yeah. So this means that because prices are going up, I need to demand more. Yeah, I need to demand more. My standard of living right. is rising. Right. All right. And if you're not paying me more money, yeah. my standard of living is decreasing. Exactly. As we've said before, we are the product, we are the service. So my value is declining if my employer isn't making me more money, exactly. isn't offering me a raise of any sorts. And that's super important for us because when we get into these moments where we're trying to get in to these industries that we don't have any which way of getting into, we have to know our worth. We have to know our value. Exactly. And there's an intrinsic way to think about that, but then there's also a financial and economic way to think about that too, because there's numbers, literal averages that we can reference in relationship to our demographics, to our identities that we can list when we go into these meetings and say, well, you know what? The average on this is this, therefore you need to at least minimum pay me this. Exactly. Yeah. Before on previous episodes, we mentioned knowing your worth, knowing your value and you might have thought of it in like the mental sense. Like mm-hmm. I'm worth a lot because I work hard because I do this. No, you literally have a lot of value right. in numbers as mm-hmm. well, like you were saying. So getting to know, getting familiar with the inflation rates, getting to know your economics, understanding on what area you're in, it can have a lot of effect of your negotiating rights or your negotiating knowledge mm-hmm. when you're in that interview demanding what you deserve right. or when you're in that room asking for a raise mm-hmm. because what's happening is real and a lot of businesses will kind of try to screw you over. Mm-hmm. I believe it. If you aren't aware of what's happening, they'll just tell you numbers that are based off of, you know, predictions right. or inflation rates that were last year Way or the past. year before that. That time has passed. Exactly. We're in a new moment. Exactly. There's a reason why they ask you the question. They ask you, what do you see yourself <laughs> making? Right. Right. They ask you that to know if you actually know what the heck is going on. And if they can, that's them trying to see, oh, if she ignorant or he or they are, right. If they're (laughs) ignorant about what's actually happening around us right now, they're going to say a low number because first of all, they just want to be, they need the job. Right. They just, they need it. They need the job. They need the job. They're fresh. Exactly. Big wings, ready to spread out and meet new people in the industry. Super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 
No. Right. That's not always no. that's not always the way, especially if you're confident about those numbers. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're planning on, you know, eventually getting that job of your dreams, right? Well, beforehand, you're probably in the midst of getting your education or, you know, you got your education, you good. We dabbled up a couple of average numbers so you know what yeah. your bare minimum should be mm-hmm. if you're in the industry or close to the industry. And if your numbers don't match or are at least not at that mm-hmm. point, you need to talk to your boss. Please. You probably need to talk to your Immediately. boss. Immediately. Have a conversation. Yeah. Email, phone call, Zoom meeting. Something. We all on Zoom right be like, now. um, hello. Yeah. Yeah. This Just, is not adding up. It's simply not. Yeah. These have, are bare minimum numbers that we're about to give you right now. So, if, But wait, before we get there, have you ever been in a situation where you have had to negotiate or you received an offer, right? And you were thinking about the number. You maybe have did done the reading. Maybe you didn't do the reading <laughs> or you just had questions. Have you ever been in an offer situation where you needed to then negotiate for more money or more anything in relationship to that job? I will be so honest with you. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm the happy, I'm happy to be here type. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so... I never thought about the money part. I was always, I was so prepared for the interview itself that I never came around to thinking about, well, how much do I think I should be making? Mm -hmm. I also thought it was a form of respect in my mind when I was younger. I thought asking for too high of a number would be considered rude or it would seem very vulgar. Yeah, yeah. I thought if I'm asking too much, they might decline me as well. Mm -hmm. They might not want to, you know, hire me. Mm -hmm. So I need to do a number that they're okay with. Now that I'm getting older, I'm realizing, no, if you, if you shoot for the stars and you say a higher number, they're just going to ask you to come down. Right. It's quite simple. It Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with whether or or not they hire you. Or they meet you where you're at. Exactly. It's kind of, this is a point where you can just throw a number out that's higher than Mm -hmm. your, you know, what you probably think for yourself Mm -hmm. and then see so no, mm-hmm. I have not gotten mm-hmm. there. Um, I haven't had that moment. But now, now that I do know the numbers, yeah. oh yeah, I come in saying this is the bare minimum I'm willing to sure. make annually, and mm-hmm. know your annual numbers, not your hour rate numbers. Yeah. Boo boo! If you're still thinking an hour rate, you are yeah. still young. There's much still young. You're, you gotta yeah look at it annually. How mm-hmm. much you need to be making for the year? Yeah. Trickle down to the month. Mm-hmm. Then lastly, the hour if they yeah. so ask you in that regards. Yeah, I think I think that sentiment is totally valid. I think we might have a lot of Africans who have those emotions, they might feel uncomfortable trying to ask for more money or uncomfortable sharing a higher number than what they might actually think they're valued at. Mm -hmm. But on this episode, I think I just want aftergrads to leave having the confidence to either A, know what they're worth and share that number confidently in the interview scenario or in the negotiating situation, Right. right? But then I also want to reflect on a previous episode that we did where I was talking about me in the middle of an interview situation where I was given an offer, right? And... I totally understand if you might feel as though you don't want to have to advocate for yourself or if you're like me, I shut down when I feel disrespected by a value an evaluation that is lower than (laughs) what I know I'm worth. And (laughs) so you won't even ask. I sometimes won't even ask. I'll be so discombobulated. I won't even be able to come (laughs) forward. Yeah. It'll literally be a next for me. Yeah. But you, that's just something that I have to know for myself, right? right? That's what I know to be true for me. I think at the end of the day, there are moments where you should advocate, but it's important to know that sometimes companies, they're going to hit you with a low ball and they're going to do that exactly. intentionally. But and that's why they you, ask you first. T- they tend to ask you first. They tend to ask you first. Yeah. Absolutely. To see how low right. they can to go on you. To see how low you. they can go on you. Right. And I think as employers, 
they should do a better job of trying to match the value of the person they're speaking to. Because if you have someone like me, I just won't even entertain because if that evaluation is much lower than what I know I'm worth, I'm not even going to entertain you because what's the point Point. in my mind? Because in my head, that's close to what you're willing to pay me. Right. And me asking for, in this specific example, it would have been about 12K more Mm -hmm. to match my minimum. Mm -hmm. That didn't make sense to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, if you really needed that job, I want Afterguts to be encouraged to say, you know what? No, let me fight for this. Yeah. Let me put on my best yeah. suit. No, let really. me stand up tall yeah. and let me give it to him good. Right. Right. right? Like, like this is what we're facing right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I think you need to come back. You do the math. Yeah. No, that, that, that part. You can do you, the math. Can you run the numbers? No. Yeah. yeah, you can even you can be polite with it. You can just be like, um, okay. Um, so this is happening currently. And this is happening. I'm seeing prices rise in this. So do you mind recalibrating those numbers? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's correct yeah. to, in order for me to be able to afford a bare minimum of living. Yeah. Of welfare. Aye. Yeah. And that's you when you hit them with the facts. Yeah. That's when you hit them with the facts Boom. that we yeah. are sharing in this right. episode, the inflation and if they don't, rate. Yeah. And if they don't know the numbers, you can be like, you know what? Don't I even do the numbers. Research. It's okay. It's fine. Here you go. No problem. They're right here. And that also leads into the numbers that you're about to share with us mm. in terms of the averages across these various industries. Right. So knowing your, we got to know our minimum, guys. We got to know our minimum. Yeah. Important. And stick with it. Stick Meditate with it. on that minimum yeah. and it will come through for you. Have, have that number. Have that yeah. number. Because I've reached my number. I've shared it publicly. I don't mind sharing it again. If I'm going into any full-time position as of right now, my minimum is 60K, period. Your minimum is 60? 60K, yeah. Oh and my I'm making, God. I'm making that right now. And I was making that, I was making 60K <laughs> as a freelancer. I was making that yeah. rate on my own already yeah. so what do i look yeah i would have been going into a full-time position making less than what i'm making yeah. offering my services on my own right i'm sorry what value are you bringing it's, to me that that's what that's where i yeah. was thinking yeah it wasn't it just wasn't adding up exactly. in the slightest <laughs> oh i love working for myself i love that for you. No, i really love that for you and to just put out a scenario right here so we you have two black people sitting in front of you right hi as a fun fact the average starting salary of a black person who has just earned a college degree is approximately 54k mm. 54k mm. so again there's all these ways that you can create these data points mm-hmm. that you can then present to your potential employer mm-hmm. for me i actually didn't know that fact prior to doing some research and prior to receiving that evaluation mm. in the offer letter so that's just an average that, that that's spanning the industries. That's a racial statistic, right? Wow. And for me, that was just something that I said to myself, oh, okay. Personally, I definitely think I'm above average, mm-hmm. right? Hello. I, I believe I'm above we're, average. We're Come yeah, on. We're, we're, we're hardworking aftergrads. Yeah. I have two majors, almost earned a minor. I have lots of experience in my industry thus far. Yeah. I have multiple certificates. By that alone, I think I'm above average. Yeah. I was fortunate to go to a name brand school. Grandma McKenna has a strong network, strong alumni connections. I'm above average. 54K, my minimum is 60. That's that on that. Boom. That's that on that. That's that. I I respect that. Period. It didn't come off as rude. It didn't come off as arrogant. Just came off as this man knows his stuff. That's it. I I have nothing more. So let's get into these stats. Higher. More, please. Okie (laughs) dokie. So. Let's get into your area or industry. All right, mm-hmm. so if, entry level, honey. Yes. All right, so we're about to know your rights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're about to get into all the entry level, entry level positions. If you are shooting for to get a raise or whatever and get promoted, 
find new numbers because this is just bare minimum. Again. Right, that have been adjusted for inflation. Right, hello. <laughs> so finance, you're looking at 68,303 annually. Content writer, about 44,252 annually. Medical industry, looking at about 36,371 annually. And we all we all know why that is. We all know why that is. We I'm don't sorry. see the payoff until 10 years, 12 yeah. years afterwards. At least you're guaranteed the yeah, income. But the, you better love what you want. Absolutely. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Got, yeah, as long as you love it. Right. It's, it's for And it, it's for tough. Like, I mean, I can imagine it's kind of like being a starving artist for us. I yeah. mean, that's the number that we would we potentially see. We ain't starving, though. We ain't starving. Right. You're right. Thank goodness. Whoop. But I can relate to that. And then finally, we have the entrepreneurs. <laughs> entrepreneurs. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're just taking a chance. That's yeah. that's what it is. Your annual is take a chance. <laughs> Your annual is take a right. chance. Unstable. Unstable. Risky. <laughs> But it's so much fun. Look at ramen, us. We're laughing. Right. Yeah. That's no that's what ramen it is. boo. No. No. Never me. <laughs> never you. <laughs> never. Okay, never you. I let you know your worth. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what's best for you. Um, period. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as entrepreneurs, you're taking a chance. But I mean, I think we're kind of we kind of step in both the office and outside of the office as entrepreneurs. So where we still have that stable income coming through yeah. along with I mean, I haven't stepped into an office since well. Well, like in the office, when I say uh, office, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, wrong the virtual word. office, corporate, corporate. Yeah, mm-hmm. where we are wanting to step into corporate yeah. as well as be entrepreneurs right. simultaneously. So it's going to look a lot different and possibly mm-hmm. a little bit more stable than someone who's all in for just one project, yeah. right? I realize I took that very literally, but I understand what you were saying. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I, I used the wrong word. My That's bad. okay. Yeah. So hold up. Mm-hmm. If those numbers don't match with what you are getting, right? And then you're getting attitude from the environment around you because that could bring a lot of, you know, scary tude as well. Like some people are scared to ask, like, how much are you making? Because now we're getting into like gender, race, Mm. all that stuff. And you just don't know. Like, it's not something that's typically talked about or Mm -hmm. encouraged to talk about. Everyone says, you know, be very private with how much you make. And I agree with that to an extent. However, if we don't know how much everyone is getting paid, we could be getting screwed over quite literally Mm -hmm. so (sighs) i've heard story after story i mean i'll go on linkedin i even saw a post i don't remember who posted it but again you see this quite often they'll be referencing a story that they heard about how someone who was an entry level or someone who was coming in as a new hire they gave an offer as to how much they evaluated themselves being worth and making on an hourly weight rate or a salary Mm -hmm. right and then they'll be hired sometimes at that rate or there'll be someone else who, who was didn't. associated with that manager or something that'll come forward and say, oh, you really lowballed yourself and you definitely should have asked for more. A lot of times it'll come over after the fact, which is speaking to your point about how if we don't talk about how much we're making or as a community too, you know, I can understand people wanting to be secretive about it, but as a community, we can uplift each other if we're being forthcoming with that information so that you don't have to learn that you could have been making a lot more than you actually right. are making after the fact because after you say yes i will be here for 40 hours a week i will be making this amount these are my perks these are my benefits it's a little late it is late entirely too late to then come back and say oh can i have more money at least at that point in the game you need to work with them a little bit longer before you come back very clear be very clear very clear and there's a little bit of attitude as well kind of surfacing from the older generation that Mm. we were reading up about how they feel like we're getting paid too much money coming into entry-level jobs they need to just quite simply understand that we are in a different time frame Mm -hmm. 
first of all, I, I don't even want to compare to the skill set that a person back then had to have compared to a person now has to have coming mm-hmm. out of college. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to throw a low ball. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw the economic ball. Yeah, and please. That, I was about to say the economics. Yeah. And it's simply that like everything is super expensive. Yeah. And so we can't, of course, the cost of with the cost of living rising, mm-hmm. we can't. They have to bring it up. They have to bring that minimum wage up. More people are going to be in poverty. Board. Exactly, not. exactly. Didn't you read something up on it about that? Like there was someone in particular that mm-hmm. was like that felt. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And so basically, the statistic is right now in the tech, banking, finance, and consulting industry. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're having people that are making about a hundred k entry mm-hmm. level. Right. So there are people from older generations who have certain thoughts and emotions about that, which, you know, tough is the response that I give to that. It's if that's what they're worth and that's what they're worth, if the companies and the banks are willing to pay that money, who are you to sit here and say, oh, my God, no, like, don't pay them that much money. I didn't make that much when I was an entry right. level. Right. Da, 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 da. I don't know. I feel like they can. I feel like older generations, if their issue is with themselves, that they want more money and they want to call for more money as well. If I was in their position, tell me if I'm out of pocket for this mm-hmm. and I'm not thinking, you know, about the whole situation. But the newcomers, they're relevant. Mm-hmm. They're with yeah, the time. We're trending. We're literally, yeah, we are with the time. We know what's going on. We know how it affects our personal life because it is our current life that we're living. And right. it's the life that the bankers and consumer or like the uh, stores and mm-hmm. so forth, they have to cater to. Yeah. So I knowing that my value is how long I've been with the company and, mm-hmm. you know, working with the company and how to, you know, navigate all right. like the little logistics stuff, sure. that would be my strength. Mm-hmm. Right. I think in order to ask for a raise, I would also kind of invest myself in like conferences or stuff to mm-hmm. figure out how to be relevant as well yeah. in the present moment and learn mm-hmm. from the younger generation. Yeah. Am I young? Am I wrong to say that? I don't think you're wrong at all. I also, my stance on the matter, and it kind of goes to an interview that you put me on to with Koi LeRae. Mm-hmm. She was on Breakfast Club talking about how, and there's this disparity, right? Or difference in thought between an older generation, specifically in the music industry, but it applies to all industries, mm-hmm. older generations and younger generations being at odds mm-hmm. over how the ways in which industries should operate, right? Mm-hmm. And that's totally fair. We're coming up in different times. I think I just want mutual respect. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I don't I want to be looked point. down upon. I don't want to be looked down upon, and I don't think I should be looked down upon. And I'm not looking down upon you. Hello. I'm just advocating for myself. Hello. But there are older people who are looking down upon us because we are coming out with shameless attitudes, mm-hmm. and I refuse to apologize. For right. It. I'm just yeah. At this point, when I see those, when I come across those people, I'm just like, I'm just gonna pray for you because yeah. you're obviously carrying baggage that mm-hmm. doesn't even pertain to me. Yeah. And by me being me and being you know, you can see my light and you yeah. see me like I'm here and I'm demanding this. Mm-hmm. It probably brings forth a little envy yeah. um, and so forth. So forth. It brings out bad character from your end. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just feel bad for those people, but don't let those people slow you down. That yeah. don't want to affect you. Mm-hmm. Just... I want to be surrounded by people, especially older people who want that type of young person and older person synergy. Yeah. I want those people because there's so much to learn from them. Exactly. I, if you're encountering a young person who doesn't see the wisdom and value that older people and generations bring to the table, well, that's very unfortunate because that's very false. And we right. can't disrespect the ancestors Hello. like that. We would never. <laughs> but what 
We can't do this. No, answer. simply not. I simply, know. You understand. Yeah, you understand. no, I, I understand. So I just I wanna I wanna be around people who know their value, know their worth, and know what they bring and contribute, and don't feel insecure exactly. about other people's exactly. shamelessness, confidence, and that's it has to be mutual. Really, it advocate for your worth at the end advocate of it, right? And it's In only respect. Situation. Yeah, it's only good respect and good vibes. Right. Now, with that being said, some of you guys might be like, oh, but, you know, there's a certain company I want to work with, mm. right? And they only offer this much right now. Mm-hmm. But I need, if I have them on my resume, mm-hmm. I stand out. Yeah. I have something to say about that. Because I used to, I used because to be that is chick. experience worth it? I was her. Yeah. I was that chick. Mm-hmm. As long as it was, you know, you got good name, yeah. good rep. Period. It's good. It's, it's worth my time. I still, yeah, I still. But it's changed. Yeah. I, I'm here to say, yeah, my perspective on that has changed. So here's what I have to say about that. If you are looking at a situation in which you really want it for the experience sake, is it guaranteed success mm-hmm. for like what you want to be paid for in the future or near future? Because there's companies who set up, I understand, like a track mm-hmm. where like you work for them for the summer and yeah. it's this much pay. But after that, you're brought on full time and then it's this much pay. And then after a year of experience, then it it ups. It continually and it's guaranteed. And they, mm-hmm. they express that. They speak that, all of that. Yep. If that's the case, I'm for that. I'm okay mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. I'm actually fine. Yeah, that's very fast track. You but know there's where you'll some be in a who, certain period of time. Yes, there's some companies who ride on their name. Mm-hmm. They ride on it because yeah. they know people want to be there. And that is very unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. It's very that's unfortunate. That's where you get trapped. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I used to want to be a writer for Vogue at one point. Mm-hmm. And then because Vogue no is longer. Vogue, so many people will just want to say I wrote for Vogue. Mm-hmm. Oh, if they no longer if they're not gonna pay me right that part yeah that it's part. okay it's, it's okay Nas. it's good you know what Condé Nast they actually cut out their internship program because there were a group of interns they traditionally Condé Nast has not paid their interns I believe there it was a whole, yeah, no, no 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 yeah, no 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 industry. actually you're they, very uh, correct because yeah. I used to look those up yeah they, they were they were and they if did you not... go back and look at the history they were not there for a good three or four years no they, you're they were right on oh my god this is blowing they my mind they were they weren't paying their interns yeah and when I looked at their internships I saw you know you know don't get paid, mm-hmm. but hold on. It's the location for me. New yeah. York? New York. You have the audacity to ask for somebody to contribute writing on a daily basis go living in New money? York? Like, no, but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that became a culture. It's tough. It became a culture. Be- it becomes very exclusive to the people that already have exactly. the money. <laughs> exactly. But let me tell you, boo, just walk. No, it's not worth it. Yeah. Please hear me out. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing myself out right now. It's not worth it. Just yeah. keep a, keep a step in. If they say we aren't willing to pay, we can't afford you. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Right. Do you think that? No, literally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. Good talk. Right. Good, good talk. talk. <laughs> we'll be in touch soon or never. Yeah. I don't know. Right, right. I'll you be know. hiring you. I'll be hiring you. Right. <laughs> or maybe if I come back with some lump sum of money and checks, then right. I don't need you to pay me. Exactly. But still pay me. Exactly. Do you think this discussion that we're having now about wages and the industries, do you think that this should influence how aftergrads determine their majors. You know, when we're thinking back, there's always this discussion, oh my God, you're doing a humanities major, right? Like, you're not going to make so much money. You're going to, oh, you're just doing literature. Let me take the money. Like, <laughs> psychology, the yeah. that you're not going to make any money. What are you going to do with that? I always I get that question all the time. What are you going to do with that? Oh, that? Do you think that we should be making decisions about our majors based on the numbers that we are well aware of that we'll be making after we graduate? I will want, I want to start off with saying... I am very grateful mm-hmm. and fortunate to have a natural liking for an industry that pays a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I 
like numbers. I like finance, mm. period. I love that. Okay. So Ooh, that's because important. I naturally loved it, it just so happened to be the cherry on top mm-hmm. that it also pays a lot and is very mm. transferable in a lot of different Ooh. industries. Because I feel like a lot of people in your industry, I, I can't speak from my experience, but I feel like a lot of people aren't serious about it. They don't really like love it. it. That's true. I, I really see it as art, mm-hmm. actually, like how they how people play with money and yeah. how they move it here, move it there. Um, internationally and i'm very specific on what sector of finance i mm-hmm. love and with that being said that's why it's kind of hard as well to find an entry-level position that i'm in love with because mm-hmm. my niche my specific thing that i love so much is it's it's very niche right. so I'm, I'm working through that and i'll keep y'all updated but in that regards I'm grateful, but I know there's some people who they gravitate towards other industries that mm-hmm. obviously as we spoke today they don't really pay that much right this is what what I have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that's what we preach. What we preach you have to follow what you love. Right. It's always passion first. Mm-hmm. It's always passion first because we are sitting here today as entrepreneurs. Yes, and yes. you know, pay rate, pay grade is not guaranteed or completely stable. Mm-hmm. But it's so much fun. Yeah, it's so much fun and yeah. it's so fulfilling and for me that that's very that's very essential yeah. in living. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, don't follow the numbers too much. Mm-hmm. Please don't follow the numbers. If anything, maybe know what you love. Mm-hmm. Follow that. And figure that out and, too, because not right. everyone knows it immediately. And, and try to figure out, like in that market, is there something that's missing? Is there something that you can create to mm-hmm. get you that extra moolah? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Is there something you can attack? Because you can find, again, a niche in that area mm-hmm. that's overlooked. Yeah. Find the unconventional routes. Mm-hmm. Find the very nuanced conversations that in that sector. Right that Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I would watch TED Talks in that sector, so forth, because that's where, where things are happening or things are being talked about in preparation for the future. Mm-hmm. I would stay. That's what I did a lot yeah. when I was younger. I would just try to stay in the future in mm-hmm. terms of thought and thinking where things yeah. are going. And I think that had a lot to do with, like, how my brain works. Yeah. Now... But um, then I was able to think of creative ways on like how I should get my degree, doing what I love. Mm, yeah. I hope that answers. I think that's it. I think that's I hope it. that speaks to someone. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go somewhere else because of the money because it's yeah. not gonna be worth it. Right. You're not gonna love yourself at the end. Right. You're gonna be 25, 28, and mm-hmm. you're gonna like hate it. Right. In a contract, too. Right. In a thick contract. (laughs) And then you'll be finding yourself trying to transition industries when you're 28. And that looks... Nothing wrong with that, but that's tough, too. That's tough. If you can figure out how to learn what those passions are ahead of time so you don't have to be one of those unfortunate few that are transitioning, trying to do a career adjustment, that's the way. Yeah. I think... I like what you said. Definitely don't follow the numbers in the sense of an income, right? I understand you have pressures potentially from parents or people in your close circle that are saying you need to do this because this is going to yield this much impact and outcome. I get it. That's, that's tough. And ultimately you'll have to make a decision that's right for you. Right. But knowing the numbers in the sense of which majors and industries can (laughs) help you right in a particular scenario or also understanding which programs, not even which programs, not all programs are created equal. Right. Right. And that goes for majors. That goes for universities. That goes for certificates. Right. And we've talked a lot about degrees, but specifically in relationship to certificates, right, which aren't full degree programs. They're very niche 
programs of yeah. study that a lot of times people are going into because they think that they're going to yield a similar or an adjacent outcome to a degree program mm-hmm. because it's very specialized. And that's just not the case. There's actually an article on this platform called WorkShift mm-hmm. that basically does a lot of research on the way that the workplace is changing, the ways in which the economy is impacted by the pandemic mm-hmm. and the higher education market. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, based on this survey, only 48% of certificate programs yield a turnover in terms of their investment. That means more than half do not. Right. And what's more is disproportionately students are gravitating towards these programs that don't yield a payoff, meaning that that investment that they made on that certificate, thinking that it was going to provide them with learnings, with experience, with an end to the industry, it doesn't. It doesn't doesn't pay for itself, which is so unfortunate because that that's when I was like, oh, okay, this business scheme that we're living in is really only based on the numbers concerned about its bottom line. Because if it weren't, then that wouldn't be the statistic that I'm exactly. sharing today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the certificates, I will say, yeah, I was following my passion. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of following my passion, right, I did see that there was a rise in tech. Mm-hmm. There was a huge rise in tech. So I will. I I attempted to get a double minor. Mm-hmm. You see me trying right. to collect. I said, I'm trying to collect. <laughs> trying to collect. Trying As to you collect. should. Me and right. you both was but trying to get this. It stopped real quick. Yeah. Let me tell you, I tried ComSci mm-hmm. because I wanted to know at least basic... <sighs> I wanted to know basic my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I never I think I told you this. Yeah. Um I tried ComSci for one semester. Mm. Immediately I knew it just wasn't for me. Wasn't for you. I, but I knew the money was the there. Way the, I knew but the money the, was but there. The we way I do. looked up on Google what jobs are Woo. in, what jobs are bring, you know, six figure salaries mm-hmm. and it said tech 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 tech. tech. tech, tech. I in that class, tried it. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Not me. Not me. That was me and my best friend actually. We were in a ComSci class for one day. When I tell you we sat there and when the professor, our code wasn't running, our code wasn't running, and we were trying to log in, and we were trying to get the programs downloaded yeah. correctly, yeah. and when it wasn't, we raised our hand, and the professor came over, looked real good at the screen, was trying to figure it out, and she was like, I don't know. And she left with my friend and I, when we heard that, we literally pulled out our laptops, we said, drop. <laughs> uh-uh. Absolutely not. Yeah. But for my major, no. for my math major, I did have to take a computer science class, so I knew that I would be back. Right. But just not for that professor. <laughs> I said, you won't no, have me no, looking real exactly crazy. Exactly that. No, I was, it was one class for me. I, the t- I said, oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely not. So then I, I started to feel bad about that, too, because I was like, but I know this is where the money's at. Mm-hmm. This is where the money's at. And then I heard about certificates yeah. and you can use them as supplements right. if you genuinely want to know about an area that's booming. Mm-hmm. And I still do. So I've been keeping my eye out for certificates, um, mm-hmm. specifically with tech yeah. and coding or, but now I don't even, I'm not even going, I know I'm not going to pay for them. I told y'all that I'm part, not, I'm not paying for education part. anymore. Exactly. Like I'm really done. I mm-hmm. didn't barely pay any of yeah. <laughs> alone, yeah. but I'm not Hello. paying for, I don't believe in that. So with this era, we have the privilege of YouTube and so many different platforms to teach us. Mm-hmm. So I know for sure, it's not today, it's not tomorrow, and I don't think it's gonna be this year, but I'm going to start self-teaching myself coding. Mm. And there's a lot of free programs out there, oh, Khan wow. Academy, so many things. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, that, like you said, with those facts, the turnover in paying for those certificates aren't really showing good enough results for me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I just rather get that education. Is If it's just to say in an 
interview that I also have a background in this right. area, mm -hmm. then I'll just learn it myself. Of course. There's too many free platforms for that stuff. Mm -hmm. We've been learning cryptocurrency and kind of have this stuff yeah, down. Yeah, I have a good understanding and it's of from it now all free programs, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, that's just one example. We don't need those certificates. Right. We don't need those certificates. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not in the and then we also don't need little payment. We don't need little payment. No, we don't need experience or a brand name, right? right? We aren't happy to be here. Yeah, never. Yeah. I, I, I that used to be that my... mindset <laughs> immediately. Well, not happy to be here. Not yeah. grateful to be here. I deserve to be here exactly. based on the work that exactly. I've done. I've earned my spot here. Right. That's another point. How, and that's, yeah. That's No, the, pause. Okay. I want to sit All with right. that. <laughs> sit with it. I deserve to be here. I'm just going to re-say re it. I deserve to be here. I earned my spot here. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. You know, I think that goes into this discussion around imposter syndrome. Mm, and I have that. You have that. And I know a lot of aftergrads, I'm sure, do people that are in undergrad. A lot of black women have A lot that. of black women. And I totally understand the societal systems that create Harp this. Harp on, on imposter syndrome, though, for those yeah, who don't know. Yeah, you know, imposter syndrome in a nutshell is this notion, emotion, condition where people feel as though they don't belong in a certain space at a given moment. The show, the performance that you are putting on is going to be unveiled mm -hmm. to the public mm -hmm. and it's going to be widely known that you're a fraud mm -hmm. that you're not worthy mm -hmm. that you don't deserve all the accolades the attention that you're garnering yeah that's really what imposter syndrome is and a lot <clears throat> of people from marginalized communities yes. people of color face this reality and that's why we're on this channel harping on the fact that you have to know your worth you have to know your value intrinsically economically speaking, because we all bring certain things to the table. Right. Me personally, though, quite honestly, I've never felt imposter syndrome. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I'm very grateful. But in saying that, I always observe people who did in my circle. And I understand why you have these emotions, because we live in a particular society that promotes that type of ideology. Mm -hmm. And it only makes sense that people would feel that way. But to speak personally... I just know how hard certain people worked to position me mm -hmm. in a place where it was my time right. to take advantage of these resources so that I could pay it forward right. to my community. That's the reason that I never felt it because intrinsically, I always knew that I was worthy. Yes. Even when I didn't feel that way, I knew that I could just dedicate myself to the work and that made me feel worthy because yeah, I knew that I would push forward and I knew when I saw the results and I knew that I was competent and capable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate on that. For me, on the tugging effect, mm -hmm. when you say the moments that you didn't feel worthy, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the, the signs on my chart or what, but I felt this pull. I had this one side of me that was very knowing of who I'm going to be. And I think that's my spiritual side, um, you know, with, God on my side and all that stuff. Like I know, Covered. right. I'm, I'm ordained. <laughs> I'm ordained. Okay. Period. So I always knew like, even when people did me dirty or did me wrong, I, in my mind, I had that mentality. I was like, Oh, you gonna see, just wait, yeah. just wait. And Don't so that time. part of me was always strong. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden I started to get a little older and I think I started to feel it in high school that imposter syndrome. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I would be in these spaces and I felt like I wasn't 
I'm not supposed to be here mm-hmm. or I'm I'm not in the right place. Though I had the I had the other side of me that's right. like, oh, we're gonna be somewhere in the next 10 years. Yeah. There was another part of me presently mm-hmm. that was like, uh-uh, I'm not feeling it. So then I read Becoming mm-hmm. by Michelle Obama. Um that if you have, if you suffer with imposter syndrome, you do not have to be a black woman to suffer from it. Like, but read her book. She talks about it and how it followed her and haunted her on a daily basis mm-hmm. as she was going through Princeton. Was it Princeton? Yeah, Princeton, then Harvard for law school. Mm -hmm. She constantly felt like she wasn't supposed to be where she was. Mm -hmm. And hearing her story really spoke to me and really helped guide my thoughts. So when I do have those moments in the workspaces specifically, that's where I mainly felt them. Um, There's... There's ways to like, yeah. you know, talk to yourself in the present moment yeah. to get over that because we all know that we're gonna be successful, period. But like yeah. in that present moment, sometimes you have those right. thoughts. Sometimes you feel like crap. Sometimes you don't feel like getting out of bed. Sometimes you really don't feel like doing your work. Right. But we're here to tell you as fellow aftergrads that do it anyway. And you deserve to be where you are. You it's not, be, right. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. You have no idea because I don't actually deserve to be here. I feel right. like people can see through me and that I don't Wash have everything that, that it takes. Wash that away. Yeah. We are not happy to be here. Happy to be we here. deserve, I deserve to, be to be here. I deserve to be here. I earned my spot here. And again, just going back to all the stats that we listed, those are the reasons that we as aftergrads yeah. have earned our spot and have worked for it. It's right. not us being ungrateful. No. It's not us being disrespectful or inconsiderate. It's just stating the obvious <laughs> yeah. in a very polite way, respectfully. The facts. It's facts now. Yeah. It's You're not just believing in yourself. It's beyond idea or a notion yeah, it's, 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 the truth. It's, it's the truth so when you're negotiating or when you're in the room and you're already there and you have your paycheck and something needs to be changed with everything that's happening we need you to demand the solution to the problems that we are facing currently today okay like no no longer avoiding them thinking that oh no they just rising but it'll come back down tomorrow uh-uh no oh. because we are not gonna be the type that are sifting around for some coupons no Although I do need a coupon book, though. I do need I one. really should be I was going to say. One. Yeah. Because I, I think it's because we're renting. Yeah. So we don't get, like, the everyday... They normally mail some to you. Yeah, so I, don't, don't get us twisted. Yeah. We're actually still going to find those coupons. Yeah, no, absolutely. You don't right. need to know but that. But we don't want to be but in you a... you don't need to know yeah. that. <laughs> you don't need to know that. Yeah. We don't always want to be in a position where we're, we're counting coupons. But... I do need some coupons. I would love some coupons because I love some coupons. basic trips to the grocery stores are taking yeah. far too much money. Yeah. You know, you'll just go there to collect like a gallon of milk and it's just $5. <laughs> no, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a problem I'm facing mm-hmm. is a $5 thing of milk. Yeah. So I need you to come through for a solution for moi. Yeah. Okay. Right. Based on the economy that we're living in. Exactly. Right? Demand so. it. Don't be grateful. We're not happy to be here. Last one. We are rich right now. In also, as, aside from the income, right? I need us to start manifesting that we are wealthy in time. Mm-hmm. We, We're so young. Yeah. Our aftergrads, this is the time moment. I think the, the biggest advantage we have that people literally can't, they can't, they can't make a transaction out of it. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no trading time. Right. That's why for me... Time is way more, th- yeah. <laughs> it's worth way more than money because it's so scarce. Yeah. So with right. that being said, we are millionaires. I'm putting myself in the mindset right now. Mm-hmm. We are millionaires in time. Right. So if, if you're having a, still that imposter syndrome of like, they know more, they have more, yada, yada. Uh, boo. Scrap it. 
Scrap it. Scrap it. I literally have more time than you on this earth. Absolutely. I do. So therefore, I'm worth more. I'm ahead. I'm worth more. I'm ahead because I have more time. And knowing how valuable time is, that just goes back to the initial point of this whole episode is demand the solution that you want to see. Hello. And also, yeah, while you're in the office as well, if you feel like your time is starting to get wasted with stress in the office and it's not going towards your purpose, it's wasting Mm -hmm. your time, then you need to go. That's what I'm like such a huge advocate for those who need to get out mm-hmm. because it's time yep. is expensive. Time is money, quite literally. Go. The sooner the better. So if you are listening in and you're getting or garnering up the courage to leave that mm-hmm. J-O-B, send it. Send it send immediately. It. Yeah. Good time, boy. Time what's, the, what's the worst that can happen? All right, Aftergrads, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Aftergrad Podcast. Definitely follow us on Instagram at the Aftergrad Podcast. If you enjoyed our visual version, make sure to subscribe so you can be notified of our latest releases. Also, Aftergrads, we mean this very literally. Please, if you have a question, comment, concern, or life situation that pertains to being an Aftergrad, please, 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 please send those over to us at our email address, which again is the Aftergrad Podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, which again is at the Aftergrad Podcast. <laughs> and last thing, one more thing, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Not only does this make us happy, but this helps grow our Aftergrad family. Period. Thank you again for tuning in or yeah. listening to this particular episode of the Aftergrad Podcast. And with that, this, this is, is the, the Aftergrad, Aftergrad Podcast. Podcast.